1: 836 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Welcome back to Sports Beat AM. Darren Pritchett with you. Brian Driscoll ready to talk some Notre Dame football, in particular college football playoff rankings. Brian at IrishBreakdown.com last night had a live show right after the rankings were announced. So all this is fresh in his mind, all the scenarios that are in favor of Notre Dame and against. Notre Dame. So, Brian, the Irish are number six, up two spots. To me, as I look at these rankings, and for people that did not hear them, let me just mention that Georgia's number one, then Ohio State two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, then you've got Michigan five, Notre Dame six, and Oklahoma State seven. From my standpoint, let me just start with this. Teams that control their own destiny, to me, those teams are Georgia, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, and not as strongly, but I think Oklahoma State is partially in that conversation. Agree or disagree with that
2: list? Disagree with the final aspect of that list. I think Cincinnati at this point in time controls its own destiny. I think if Cincinnati goes undefeated, they're in. Okay. I I do. I don't think that Oklahoma State can pass them because, you know, Oklahoma State's playing good football now, but much like. You know it's kind of funny watching ESPN and and watching them talk about Notre Dame's early season struggles and forgetting to mention that Oklahoma State beat Southwest Missouri State mm-hmm. by seven, beat Tulsa by five, and beat Boise State by one. Who's Boise State's not very good this year, and and just ignore the, those aspects of it. I think Cincinnati with that win over Notre Dame. Who in this conversation would have a better win? than Cincinnati of that group. And that's what the committee always talks about. Who'd you beat? And they would have a better win. Now Oklahoma State would have more wins, but they also have a loss to a team that is gonna be no better than seven and five. So I think Cincinnati controls their own destiny. I do not think Oklahoma State does. I think they do more than Notre Dame. Yes. But 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 not more than Cincinnati.
1: Oklahoma State would have three top 20 wins more than likely, two over Baylor and one over Oklahoma. And that resume would look better than Notre Dame's at this time. The way I look at it, Brian, they've got the more marquee wins. I would say Notre Dame has the more quality depth victories throughout the year. But I think there is a pretty reasonable path for Oklahoma State to jump Notre Dame if they take care of business. Agree or disagree?
2: I think it depends on how they win. I don't think if Oklahoma State goes out there and barely beats Oklahoma and barely beats Baylor in competitive games, that it necessarily jumps them over Notre Dame, assuming Notre Dame pounds Stanford. That's a big part of this, too. Notre Dame has to destroy Stanford. I mean, I I know Brian Kelly doesn't like to do that. I was glad he did it against Georgia Tech, and he did it the right way, not running it up, but he did it the right way. His team dominated from the beginning of the game. Uh, but I, I just – look, I don't think the committee loves the Big 12. I mean, that's the big thing for me is I know that they're, they're seven, uh, 7, 8, and 10 right now. But just because they're one spot behind, I don't think it necessarily means that they're just as far behind Notre Dame as Notre Dame is behind Michigan, for example. I mean, when Oklahoma was undefeated, they were ranked eighth. They were ranked behind multiple teams with losses. Uh, you know, they're 10th now despite having one loss behind multiple two-loss teams. I don't think they necessarily love those teams. I think, there's a, I think there's distance between seven and everybody else, in my opinion. And that's something that I think factors into it as well. I just don't think the committee loves the Big 12. So I think if Oklahoma State's gonna get in, they're gonna have to win at least one of those games convincingly. And that's, that's, that's possible, certainly possible.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: So let's talk about Notre Dame's path to get to the top four. Let me throw out one scenario. Let me see if you like this and if you see a better scenario. Ohio State-Michigan, let's just assume the winner of that game goes on to win the Big Ten Championship, and that means they're in. Okay, so Michigan-Ohio State gets one of the spots. Georgia gets a spot. Let's say Cincinnati wins out, Alabama loses to Georgia, and Oklahoma State wins out. Would you say that you could have this scenario unfold? Georgia gets in, Cincinnati gets in, then that Ohio State-Michigan winner gets in, then it comes down to Notre Dame and Oklahoma State.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's very fair. I think that's absolutely what's going to come down to at that point in time. I do not see a two-loss Alabama team getting in uh, over a Big Twelve Conference champ or a one-loss Notre Dame. I just I don't see it. I don't think, and I and they kind of said it last night that you know, hey, Alabama hasn't been as dominant as they normally are. They kind of laid that see, like, hey, Bam, if you want to get in, you better beat Georgia. Which would be the worst-case scenario for Notre Dame, by the way, would be Alabama beating Georgia. But, yeah, I I think that's a very likely scenario. I think that's a, absolutely what it would be. And then it would just depend on, you know, how convincing does does uh, Oklahoma State look. Because at yeah, the flip side, too, of what I said earlier about the Big 12, the committee clearly is not in love with the ACC either, and that's where a lot of Notre Dame's schedule yeah. You know, a lot of Notre Dame's wins have come from is the ACC and a couple Big Ten wins. But uh, I, I just – I think it's gonna it's it's gonna get dicey. The best thing for Notre Dame to happen, if we're talking like ideal Notre Dame scenarios, would obviously be for Oklahoma State not to be the Big Twelve champs.
1: Agreed. Yeah, because then you've got probably in the playoff SEC champion, Big Ten champion, American Athletic champion, and Oklahoma State would have a trait over Notre Dame. You know, the committee mm-hmm. believes in conference champions, so there's another feather in the cap of Oklahoma state. So there's still a lot of things working against Notre Dame, despite the fact they moved up from eight to six. And I'm going to put together a mild argument for Alabama. I don't like the comment about, well, they're not as good as last year because that doesn't matter. I don't Mm -hmm. care what they've been the last 15 years. We're evaluating Alabama against the 2021 college football teams. Mm -hmm. Now where it gets interesting, this is the element and this is something I don't know what the committee's going to do, But if Georgia beats Alabama 24-23, no one has played Georgia that close. Clemson did, seven-point game week one. Everybody else has not touched Georgia. Brian, the one thing the committee will have to think about is Alabama would have two losses. They would have lost at Texas A&M, a top-20 team, but also they would have lost to Georgia, the number-one team in the country. Now, if it's a regular ranking, more than likely Alabama's not going to drop from three to six if they lose by one point to the number one team. Now, in this situation, they would have two losses, and as we know, no two-loss team has made the playoff. I think Alabama at least has a conversation in that room because they would have played Georgia extremely close. They would have beaten Ole Miss, a top-10 team. They would have beaten Arkansas. I'm not saying they get in, Brian, but I think they're at least in the conversation with Oklahoma State and Notre Dame, right or wrong, if they play Georgia close. Now, if they don't, then forget about it. It's over. But it's still about figuring out who the best four teams are. And a schedule for one team and a schedule for another team, that affects the win-loss total. So I know I said a lot there, but jump in on the thought of Alabama at least being in the conversation if they would lose by one or two points to Georgia.
2: I think they'd be in the, in the conversation, but I, I don't think that they would get in. And, and the, the reason I, I say that is we have evidence of that, and, I, and the evidence is 2019. They lost to LSU by five. They lost to Auburn by three. They didn't get in. And, and a pretty unimpressive Oklahoma team got in with one loss. I mean, that was not a good Oklahoma State team that year that got in. So, I think that you'd have two things going against you at that point, time if you're Alabama. Number one, well, really three. Number one, you have two losses. Number two, you didn't win your conference championship. True. I think the only way True. Alabama gets in with two losses is if they lose to Auburn and beat Georgia. I, I don't think they get in. Because the other thing, too, is it's not ju- it's not like Alabama's just killed everybody else and then they just happen to lose to Texas A&M. They have a real ugly two-point win over Florida, a Florida team that's fired their coach and is going to have a losing record. They have a late-season six-point win over LSU, in which they were really outplayed by lsu in a lot of ways lsu is going to have a losing record and then they just be they just had a seven point win over a an arkansas team that's okay but they'd have a win over a top 10 ole miss but their next best win would be what number 25 arkansas mm-hmm. they'd have they'd be two and two against top 25 teams at that point in time That's not a resume. Plus, one of their quote-unquote data points would be a win over Mercer and another's over New Mexico State. (laughs) There's a big drop-off between the next team they would have beaten is going to be what? It's Mississippi State, who's not that good, Tennessee. Because if Ole Miss is still top ten, then Mississippi State's got five losses. Tennessee's going to have four or five losses. So I don't think their resume is all that strong. And I think the committee rightfully recognized that they're just not one of the top two teams anymore. Ohio State's clear clearly playing better than him. So it would be a conversation, but it'd be a short one.
1: I will say this, dropping Alabama from two to three, I think makes it less likely mm-hmm. that that scenario takes place. Second of yeah. all, I'll play the role of Vince Daddario, just to be a pain in your neck. <laughs> you look at Notre Dame, and you talk about Alabama beating Ole Miss. That's a really good victory, and their next best win is Arkansas, who's 25th. Notre Dame's best was Wisconsin. What's their next best win? It'd be
2: Purdue, who's going to be yeah. an 8-4 team.
1: <sighs> Arkansas is so much better than Purdue.
2: I don't agree with that. I mean, okay. you look at Purdue's resume. I mean, look, who is Purdue Purdue has two wins over teams that were ranked in the top five at the time. Iowa was right? not
1: a top five team. We agree I, I, with that. I said that
2: they were ranked at I the time. I know. But Iowa is right now ranked, what, 18th? 16th. Yeah, Iowa's they, ranked yep. 16th. So yep. Purdue would have a win over the number 16 team. Uh, they would have a win over the number twelve team. Their losses would be to the number six team, the number two team, the number fourteen team, and then a Minnesota team that's going to finish with a winning mm-hmm. record. Okay. There, you, you look at Arkansas's resume, and Arkansas's resume is not as good as that. You know, it's it's just not. I think we have this perception of Purdue, but look, Purdue wins, and Purdue has has, I mean, and they've played some of those teams tough. I mean, they played. Notre Dame tough than, tougher than a lot of other teams. They looked a whole lot better against Ohio State than Michigan State did, <clears throat> and and so I I don't think Arkansas necessarily has a better resume. I don't think the SEC is as, t- as strong as people are making it out to be. In my opinion, I think when you look at Arkansas and the fact that they have a thirty seven nothing loss to Georgia and they have a fifteen point home loss to Auburn on their schedule, that that's going to hurt them worse than than. Purdue losing by seven with a banged up team against against Minnesota, who has and I basically can end up with an identical record to them. Arkansas
1: had maybe the toughest road schedule in the country: Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. That's not exactly. A yeah, they had to play they had to play that's Texas
2: A&M away from home too. That's right. Jeez,
1: that's unbelievable. <laughs> and I know we get into resumes, but I'm also about you know, taking a look at the teams and trying to figure out who's better, because if we didn't do that, we could just have the computers figure all this out. I mean, if Alabama and Notre Dame played on a neutral field, who would be
2: favorite? Probably Alabama, but that, but see, that can't matter. That can't matter. Uh, okay. My next question is who would win teams? Who would win? Uh, probably Alabama. But okay. again, that can't matter. Otherwise you could just put Alabama in every year in 2019 Alabama probably would have been favored over teams that got in the playoff, but they didn't handle their business in the regular season. No doubt. And so they didn't get in. Yep. I mean, because otherwise we get into this dangerous Kirk Herbstreet thought of, well, this team's more talented, so they're one of the best. I mean, talented doesn't equal best. If you're one of the best teams, you don't lose to Texas A&M, who's just flat out not that good, in my opinion. And so if you're one of the best teams, you don't lose a second game. You don't lose to Georgia. You need to be able to say, hey, look, we're a good team. But, you know, because here's, here's why, another way to look at it. They would be one and two against the three highest ranked teams they would have played.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> That's not a playoff resume. You're two and two against top 25 teams. That's not a playoff resume. That's Purdue's resume.
1: Did I, do, did I do a good job of playing devil's advocate, like I love Minnesota? it. I okay. love. That's
2: what makes this so fun, Darren, is to have these conversations. And this year, more than any others, the conversations are more legitimate. The whole oh, let's put Michigan over Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame beat Michigan. You know, those were dumb, boring arguments. Oh, let's put Georgia <laughs> with two. Those were dumb, boring arguments. Because like Ohio State in 2017, when people were trying to push them in, they had a 31 point loss to Iowa. They didn't belong in the conversation. This is a much more fun where you're talking about six, seven teams going into the final two weeks have a legitimate chance. And then really an outside eight team, if Oklahoma gets hot and blows out their next two opponents, that's what makes this fun. And that's what we're going to lose when we expand to 12.
1: Boy, playing the Alabama Devil's Advocate card. I'm going to be on the Christmas dirty? list in Tuscaloosa this year. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I have a red shirt on today. I, I feel like I'm playing the part here. Holy cow. All right, Brian, what's happening right now at irisbreakdown.com?
2: Well, obviously, we have a lot about the playoff, and and we'll have a – we do a fun thing when the playoff rankings start coming out where every Friday I put out a Notre Dame fan cheering guide. And it's basically <laughs> everything that needs to happen and all the scoreboard watching that you need to do. I'm going to have an article or also coming out today. Uh, my midweek musing is going to focus on the offense and how hot it's getting and how how that matters when we look at the college football playoff. And we'll also talk about just the incredible job that Marcus Freeman has done with his defense. Yep. I don't think people realize the Notre Dame defense is giving up fewer points per game this year than they did last year with all the – with Dalen Hay and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa and Adi Ogandiji and all those guys. They've also played better offenses than they played last year. And that includes the Notre Dame offense giving up two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So the job he has really done the last two months of the season outside of a half against North Carolina has been really, really, really good. I enjoyed the banter. I
1: enjoyed the conversation. Fun time of the year. It's great to have Notre Dame in the mix. We'll see how it plays out. First things first, the Irish and Stanford coming up Saturday night at 8 o'clock right here on WSBT Radio. Brian, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Always enjoy the conversation, and I guess we'll have more to talk about next week.
2: Yes, same to you. Thanks for having me on, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening. You bet. Brian, thank you so much.